So, like I said, man, um, with this whole pop smoke situation, it's kind of sketchy because we don't know if it's some guys in L.A. or some guys who his rivals. And if you know what the woos and what choose or chose or whatever they, however they pronounce it, everybody knows that pop smoke is a woo. But I was doing my research on this whole situation, and I can say that um, history probably going to repeat itself in a bad way. Now, what I mean by that, I'll explain. Now, the woos, the woos is not just a particular gang, but it is a neighborhood thing in Brooklyn, which combines Bloods and Crips and Pop Smoke. Was a uh, he was a crip, and some will speculate and say that he flipped, and that might be one theory on why he died in L.A. because he was a crip and known for being crip and went to blood. Now, some would theorize that that is what has something to do with his death, but what I'm here to do is break down this whole woo and chew thing. So the woo, like I said, is Buds and Crips from Brooklyn and Bed-Stuy around that area. And there's different guys around that that are basically making songs dissing the Chews. And the Chews are um, guys who are GD, Folk, which is another gang. So they got blood. Every time you got Bloods and Crips teaming up together, this can only go badly. Now... I've seen a bunch of list of rappers and all these guys dissing each other. And it basically just reminds me of this whole Chirac drill era, man, with BDK, GDK, all that junk. Like, it seems like that's what this whole situation is. And, I mean, I understand it's a kind of a drill era in New York with these young guys, but it seems like you're just biting somebody else's culture and just running with it. Like, I don't understand. And... And it's not it's not nothing positive. Like you got guys who are choos who are laughing at Pop Smoke's death and this guy Breezy Blicky who uh not really a good rapper in my opinion and just joking on his death and naming his weed after Pop Smoke and all this and trying to be funny, like and twenty two G's is with the choose, but he paid his respect after Pop Smoke had died. So this whole thing, it just reminds me of this whole Chirac thing, BDK, GDK, 300, and all this. That's what it kind of looks like. And like I said, it are only some, it is very few guys who escape that. And if you look, it's Lil Dirt, Lil Reese, and Lil Reese, who recently just got shot in the throat, and this is lucky to be here still. So that plays a part in all that. And. So yeah, it's only so it's only gonna be a select few that can be able to walk away from that lifestyle. Some of these guys are is if history repeats itself, and I hope it doesn't. That's what it's looking like, and that's not nothing to glorify. And even though some guys profited off of that and would go on to have a career in media over speaking on stuff that he really didn't have to, like. They didn't really, they couldn't speak on that stuff. You didn't come from it. That's how I look at it. And y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. But 
I mean, it is what it is. But this whole thing is nothing positive. And it's only going to end up one way. Going to jail or dying from senseless gang violence. And there's multiple videos of YouTube with these guys catching each other. Or they catching one of them guys somewhere like a store or whatever. And they smack them, which is called Chappau. And I don't, I don't understand what that is, but... Yeah, they do little shit like that, and there's pictures or there's videos of niggas chasing each other with knives and shit like that, or catching them in their neighborhood or some like shit like. So it's just like, like it's just nothing to be like glorifying at this point. And to these guys that got down, chew chose or whatever, is laughing at Pop Smoke's death and got jokes and all this shit. Like, I mean. They they career is not to that point. Like they did not to that point to be laughing. Like they still in New York. He escaped, but even escaping is more to this whole story. And I'm gonna have to touch on that next the next episode. But it's more to this whole pop smoke stuff that people are not publicizing. But I'm gonna touch on it and give y'all the real on this whole situation. But till then, I'm gonna just. Give my knowledge to my knowledge what this whole woos and all this stuff is, and for my what I'm seeing, it's not gonna end well for a lot of these rappers involved in either side of it. So that's what that is. Yo, what's going on with y'all? Money Gang J, North Carolina's own for Money Gang Pod, and as many of you all may know by now, Brooklyn rapper and native Pop Smoke was pronounced dead early this morning it's just such a sad thing to see somebody that's had a full life ahead of them 20 years old and was um was pronounced dead like it's just so sad because he had a like a career ahead of him he was just starting to take off his fan base was rapidly growing day by day and it's just something crazy man wake up to this news of a young artist that I had, that my eyes had so much promise, and just, you could tell that he was still hungry, like, and had a whole lot of growing to do, and evolving, so, it's very sad, I mean, it was an invasion, home invasion slash robbery, and I see a lot of people trying to get their clicks and clout off of this, talking about it, uh, he posted his, um, he made mistaken posted his uh his address in a Amiri bag, which had his address on it, and a lot of people think that is why he uh, somebody broke into his house and shot him multiple times, and um hours before that even happened, he had a party at his house in Beverly Hills, California. So it's just crazy, man, and it just goes to show, man, like the hate and jealousy in this world. People are willing to shoot and get out of game clout and steal jewelry and do all of this. And it's just kind of fucked up, man, to know that he just moved out there and he died. I mean, and looking at his Instagram story, you see him loving, loving life, got away from Brooklyn. And just for this to happen so very soon, before his career could really even kick off the way it was supposed to it's just 
it's just very sad. And I send my prayers and condolences to his family and friends, loved ones, all. And even the collaborators that he collaborated with so far. And it's just very much, it's just very sad. It's just very sad. I mean, you see guys like 50 Cent, Quavo showing their respect, Sue Surf, Nas. It's, it's just a bad day in hip hop because we knew he would be the guy of the 2020s to lead us to the next decade. So, especially coming from a historic place like New York and Brooklyn to be exact, it's just very crazy. How these guys, like how people work so hard to get to a certain point. You work so hard to get out of the, the Brooklyn hoods and all this. Then you can't even move. You can't even isolate yourself away from that without having a problem on the West Coast, man. And and you know how West Coast politics is. I mean, you know, gangbanging plays a big role in this, but not actually in this case, but a lot of shit that goes on. I think they view everybody as an out-of-town nigga from New York or whatever get you and so that's just what it is and like I said before you never really know what type of news you could wake up to who could be getting shot or dead or pronounced dead at whatever time so you just gotta keep your head on the swivel and just hope that it doesn't happen to one of your favorite entertainers or artists or whatever And but like I said uh, it's a kind of a bad day in hip hop, cause nobody really expected this to wake up. I was scrolling, I seen the tweet itself, so that's bad. I mean, it's it's all bad now, man. You never know what to expect these days, so it is what it is. And this is bonus content from the Money Gang Pod, episode sixty five, what part two will be this week. I'll start on it tomorrow, you feel me? And you'll knock it out. Doing it tomorrow. I'm gonna try to upload it to Anchor. Let y'all know what it is, you feel me? So yeah, but um we are on on my pages, hip hop heads and money gang pod and showing my respect to the the young king, Pop Smoke, the king of New York, self proclaimed. Cause it's it's still very much it's still very new to me. Still seems unreal, and really doesn't seem like, you know, like this should be happening right now. Like to this guy at least, you know. So it is what it is. More bonus content. Go to Money Gang Pod on Audio Mac. Check out more podcast episodes, and as well as more bonus content such as this. Much love. I'm out. So. Friday when I did the um the intro segment and I put that out the same day. It's funny the last words that I said was I was gonna talk about my one one of my favorite new artists from Chicago. Also I was gonna talk about YG and his latest album. So I said I was gonna talk about King Von, Welcome to Old Block and YG, My Life Four Hundred. And it's crazy, you know, usually I go ahead and finish the episode out. I, I just put the intro segment out, you know, just to, you know, test the waters. Then I put the whole, the full episode out a couple of days later. But I'm kind of glad I didn't do that because after I did that, I saw news that, you know, King Von was in critical condition from, you know, multiple bullet wounds and 
later on it was it would turn out that he was pronounced dead after going over after what three or four surgeries that couldn't treat those bullet wounds so I had to take a few days to you know do my research look at what started this whole beef between 4k Trey and you know OTF and look at some police reports to you know understand the situation better um, what the Atlanta laws are as far as, you know, firearms and shooting people and stuff like that. So I still am going to, you know, review Welcome to O Block because I think it's a very good project. I thought it was a very good project last week, but it's just crazy that, it, you know, he dropped this project and this will definitely be, you know, his last project while he's alive. So before we even get into all that, let's talk about the situation. Now, I watch, I just watched this interview with his uh manager. Um, was it T, what ten K M G M T something like that? And from what I'm, my understanding, I thought this was about this whole you know NBA young boy King Von situation. And I would like to to think that you know that's what it stems from. He's saying it's not that, but obviously it's some fill in the blank stuff you gotta do for yourself. Now, Quando Rondo and King Von were cool at one point. There's a lot of videos that have surfaced over the last few days of a time where they wasn't beefing and they wasn't fighting each other and doing all this stuff. But NBA Youngboy is the important factor in this whole thing because um, you ever notice with King Von and maybe some of you NBA Youngboy, but I noticed over the last few months there have been like a lot of random tweeting about certain things that you probably couldn't put together. Well, now all this stuff is starting to make sense. So, everybody knows by now that King Von used to date Asian Doll. And everybody knows for sure that NBA Youngboy was dating Jania and she's getting tossed around like a pig skin. But, obviously, NBA Youngboy did a song with Asian Doll and King Von was not smelling that situation. So it was in the works that he was supposed to do a song with Jania, King Von was, and all that. And it was a bunch of tweets going back and forth over the last, what, two months or so. And that kind of, that really kind of plays a part in this whole thing. I mean, obviously, King Von was on the stance that, you know, that's kind of petty. When I see whoever out of 4K Trey, I'm just going, I'm not going to get no guns involved. I'm just going to put my hands on them, you know. And just fight. Like I, I spent five years in jail. Like there's other ways around it. So that is what happened. He saw Quando Rondo. It escalated to a fist fight, and he got shot from behind by allegedly little Tim, little Timmy of 4K Trey. Now it was it was kind of messy because you had undercover cops around. So even if you know they was going into a venue, they couldn't have guns anyway. If somebody would have looked like they was grabbing a gun, they would have got shot. The two people from Vaughn on Vaughn's side that got shot got shot by the undercover cops. So it was a sticky situation all the way all the way around. And his manager described it as just one of those things that happened too fast. Within one point five seconds when when his friend walked up to his car and said, Yo, um Quando I seen Quando Rondo. He got out the car and didn't even know where Quando Rondo was at. He bumped into him. He turned the corner and bumped into him, and that's how the fight escalated. So you got to think about situations more. 
those 1.5 seconds that he did that ultimately altered his life, altered, you know, his fans was let down, friends, family, kids was let down. And we got to do better. We can't let all this ego stuff and all this get in the way. And a lot of people can say, well, that's what he get for, you know, and the reason what a couple, what, a week or two ago, talking about Tuka and what he going to do when he see Tuka in heaven and all this stuff. That's cool. But if that's the only thing you can say, well, oh, well, he talked about the death and rapped about death and all this stuff, dissing the dead. That's that's not what I take from this situation. What I take from this situation is a level of ignorance that occurred and multiple people was injured and three died. And the fact that they was cool once upon a time. And NBA Youngboy is the defining factor in this. Because without him putting this ill will and Quando Rondo towards King Vaughn, none of this would have never happened. This thing could have never happened. This all could have easily been avoided. Quando Rondo and King Vaughn should have stayed cool like they was before. And that's going to be the thing. But NBA Youngboy and this 4K trade and all this junk, this is where they're going to meet their demise. For one, this was never ran correctly. You got a bunch of dudes who are still teenagers telling NBA Youngboy what to do. And that's the reason he probably won't never reach full potential as an artist. But on the legal side of things, this is done. I mean, I'm going to look at the legal first because I think the the legal stuff may be more dire than the street stuff that's that's coming their way. Um, Nobody's going to book these guys to do clubs no more after stuff like this. Um, It's already a pandemic and doing club appearances and shows and stuff like that was slowing down and it it is happening more frequently now but I can't see it happening I mean NBA Youngwood may be good but what about these other guys like Quando Rondo his last shit double flopped double flopped like his last shit double flopped so I don't see another way for him to get to that level and this is not helping you can turn off comments on Instagram and all that you can post free this guy and all that. But you can't deny what the whole world is seeing on tape. This is very much still a punk move because everybody have this perception of Chicago where they shoot all much. They some bitches. They didn't fight. Throughout the whole drill era, that was the perception. The one time somebody who came from that Chicago culture is using their hands and not killing somebody, cousin, brother, family member, whatever, he still ends up dead. And it's just like a cycle. It's sad because once you still make it out of Chicago, and who's to say Atlanta is even better, but still, to get out of Chicago, that's still a big thing for those guys, knowing everything that um has happened. And this whole Warren Chirac, GDs, BDs, this whole thing, it's, it's a good thing to make it out. And a lot of people talk about, well, oh, nobody had this same energy for Duck. I mean, if, let's look at it. I would not put this FBG Duck situation in the same conversation as King Von. FBG Duck was not very smart, clearly. And all this, want to stay in the hood and do all this bullshit. Okay, if you can, you can manage it, but only few can. Only a few can. And the one dude I thought who could manage it the most almost died himself, Lil Reese. So FBG Duck. Um. He made Slide, he got a record deal, and he still lived in the hood of Chicago. <laughs> like, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Somebody, I, 
And that's that's the whole basis of that situation. King Von does not stay in Chicago. He didn't stay in Chicago. And he was taking a little dirt route and moving to Atlanta. It's just unfortunate that this had happened. And the way he even went about it. If he would have saw an op from Chicago, it wouldn't have been no hands. It wouldn't have been no, no type of fighting going on. This is different. This is something else. These guys are from Baton Rouge. And you can say whatever you want to. I see a little, a lot of guys talking about, oh, I would do what little Tim did. Um, if anything, if one of your mans is getting beaten up, of course you're not going to watch your man get beaten up. Okay, well, jump in. Or both crews jump in and y'all have some type of big brawl or whatever. Cool. Well, not cool. But, I mean, it's cooler than what 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 transpired. And what everybody's saying, oh, niggas is saying, oh, they'll go out like that. To me, that says more. That I, I'm glad I'm seeing. Oh, man, I got to have the anchor support. Y'all, both, y'all be cutting me on my own episode, bro. But like I was saying, um, I'm glad I'm seeing the niggas who's saying that. Because, nigga, that's not the way to go. If you can't handle your ass whooping like a man, then stop all this internet woofing. Stop all this iron slinger gangster talk. Because before all the iron slinging and all this gun talk happened, Niggas had to get their knuckles roughed up. Niggas had to get their, you know, knuckles scratched up, busted, you know, all that comes with fighting. So, if you skip that process, then you just one of these wannabe gangsters. Simple. And I'm going to go ahead and say this now. NBA Youngboy is in the hot seat right now because you're not saying nothing. You want to put these cryptic videos up. Okay. But at some point, you got to realize these guys are the guys who are made you relevant. Without this whole drill era, I don't think NBA Youngboy would be successful as he was today. Um, this whole 4K trade, NBA Youngboy, NBA crew, I don't know who have, I don't know who the rest of these people are. Let's just keep it real. So, Quando Rondo, he, he has a buzz, but after this, I only can see his career going backwards. Because you can't talk all this gangster stuff. And to the people outside of this industry, the people who don't know, what goes on on top of this industry. I'm going to go ahead and put y'all on to something. Um, Quando Rondo is known to be what? Some would say a disciple of NBA Youngboy. His protege, some would say. his um, He views Youngboy as his mentor, which is I think is absurd. But to view this, this whole thing, um, a lot of people say Quando Rondo is jealous of NBA Youngboy. People say he's never going to reach the potential, like, get to that level that NBA Youngboy is at. And he's more, um, but at the same time, he's complacent with being where he is and all that stuff. And people are saying that um, he's a, a, a coke addict and is always very high doing situations like this. So I'm just going ahead and painting the picture for y'all for people that's on the outside looking in this from a fan standpoint. And don't know what goes on in that side. I mean, that's what type of person he is. So if he's coked up to the point where he don't know where he's at and King Von is well and on him, I can understand somebody's homie, you know, trying to do something. But killing somebody, you know, a leg shot, shoulder shot, something like that, that's cool. Like, yo, get up off him. He ain't in his right frame of mind. But to the to do multiple close range shots and it for it to transpire like this, they got to know for sure. Chicago is not going to sit there and lay down for that. And 600 Breezy already said, well, they won the war back home. Now it's time to find new enemies. If that's not a demonic phrase from one of the many Grim Reapers of Chirac. 
But like I said, to all the kids listening, man, you know, take this. Let this be a learning experience. Do not, even when you get any type of relevance, do not refer back to any level of the stuff that you came from. And don't let ego or whatever be the reason that um, you make situations, dire situations like that. And one would, and one could say that, well, King Von raps about shooting people and doing all of this. So, excuse me. So King Von raps about all this stuff that he's doing, like shooting people and all this stuff that he's done. But that's the reason his, um, his what's they call this? His uh, persona. His persona is the reason that when you saw him beating up Quanarana, you had to shoot him because you thought that's what he was alluding to. No. It's, it's, it's just senseless violence that didn't have to go that way. And now this whole 4K trade NBA crew, <laughs> they got into a, a battle that nobody that they have ever beefed with in Baton Rouge is on the level of these Chicago people. This is something that they have never seen. We don't know when this is going to end. Um, a lot of people don't even know that it started. But I promise you, nothing is good going to come of this. And for NBA Youngboy to not be the person to step in and say, you know what, this whole thing is petty. Me and him don't really have a problem or none of that. But to put that ill will amongst the camp of your crew to harm this guy or to make it seem like once they see him, it's going to be that. That's the reason that this situation has happened. And... Young boy has to speak up at some point. Like, this can't keep going on. This whole thing, artists, just pop smoke, Juice World, now King Von. See, this is getting out of, this is not supposed to go this way. We lost three premier talents in a, in a two-year span. And if you throw Nipsey Hussle in there, like, this just makes it even worse. But this whole situation is, you know, I hope the younger generations can learn something from it. And if they ever get in a position where they're a public figure, rapper, podcaster, actor, whatever, gamer, whatever, and you come from harsh realities and it's hectic and you're used to that lifestyle, do not continue it. And I don't think Ron was continuing it that night that he died. He had already signed like three of his homeboys. They got a slight just for signing. They got 50K. And he was co-signed and he was going, you know, doing some stuff with some record labels and all that. So it just ended badly on both sides. And I wish the stuff didn't have to go that way. But that's that. That's my whole take on this situation. This thing is far from over. I mean, Chicago, these guys have held beef with the GDs for how long? And you think that taking their young premier guys... Is going to sit easily with them? Oh, no. I might as well go ahead and start something. Go ahead and start covering this Baton Rouge, Chicago thing. Because, oh, my God, this is never going to end. Never going to end. And we haven't even heard from the official Grim Reaper. He hasn't LOL nothing. If Little, if Little Reese LOLs anybody from 4K Trade comment, his post on academics, if his post on Shave Room or whatever, if Little Reese comments LOL, this is this is not going to end well, bro. Like everybody knows what LOL means from Lil Reese, okay. That's just hell marking death, okay. So we haven't seen that yet. But once I see that, okay, 
it's go ahead. It's it's time to log out of Twitter. It's time to log out of Instagram. It's time to log out of Facebook because the Grim Reaper he never miss. Because it, it, but when you messing with guys like that, they just tell you what it is. Bro. Like they just tell you what it is, and it's not no no cap or nothing. But like, so yeah. But yeah, that's how I feel about this whole King Von situation. Rest in peace. I love um, my favorite project is Levon James. They uh, dropped in March of this year before Welcome to O Block. But I think Welcome to O Block is a good release. But I just need time to let it grow on me like Levon James did. And I'll probably have that as my one of my favorite um, Chirac projects in, recent, in the recent years. Because Polo G is making a lot of great music. So I think those two would have been the front runners of this whole thing. And they do have a song on um Welcome to O Block. So yeah. But yeah. We're gonna uh, switch this segment up. I'm gonna go ahead and talk about this YG, My Life 400, and Welcome to O Block and give my reviews on that. So let's go ahead and switch it up. So I guess that advertisement hit the spot. And um uh... Let's go ahead and let me break down this fourth wall. I mean, don't stop acting like I don't uh, record these day by day and this one day. And, you know, this is that's, the, that's not a thing no more. So, uh, uh, game one of the playoffs happened. And as I said in the first half of this episode, I would very much like to play the Blazers. And that's what happened. And in this game, um, obviously things did not go as planned. Uh, a lot of three-point shots missed and shooters missed great shots and all that. Now everybody thinks, yo, the Lakers are in trouble and all this. Not to mention a lot of game, a lot of first rounds around the league are not going the way they expected. Obviously, you know, Milwaukee lost um, in game one to Orlando and got it saying that um, basically everybody's worried saying, oh, the, the first seeds are losing or this not where it's supposed to go because usually – the first round is just, you know, um, the first round is usually uh, um, an easy game or easy series. It's, you know, it's about a team, you know, who luckily got in there and just about to get swept. But like I said, Portland, they they aren't a regular AFC. They, like I said, they have a chance to be top three, top five in the West. So I already knew that going in. And like I said, this is what we need. This wake up call that we need, and for obviously, LeBron, you cannot have these what low twenties, twenty point games and all that. Triple double is cool, but on the point side, I really don't care about triple doubles. Honestly, I really don't. I need you to dominate. You need like thirty five, forty points, and if that don't happen tonight, then y'all might as well go ahead and take the the KB off y'all jersey because y'all really not doing his legacy no. Like what? What? What are y'all doing for his legacy if you're not putting up 35, 40 points? Um, AD he need to put up at least thirty five, forty, some thirty point range, forty if he can get there. It needs to be y'all need to combine for like seventy or eighty points. Like y'all have to dominate to win. AD needs what twelve rebounds, two three blocks. Like this is what needs to go. This is what need to happen for for us to dominate this series. And it's a lot of defensive adjustments that need to be made and all of this. And I understand, like like I said, I've seen this damn shit come. 
But I'm gonna just keep it real. From North Carolina to Mississippi, I never heard nobody say they was a Portland Trailblazers fan. And even to this day. I know um Dame has his little hype going, you know, fighting to get in the playoffs and all this and basically but here's what I'm gonna say. Um Damian Lillard is one of the best type of players in the NBA, meaning he's uh he's loyal. He's one of the best players in the league. But the downside of being a loyal player is that it 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 like it isn't you not relevant as you would if you teamed up with another star or something like that. And Portland is one of those places that they they the only place I think in the NBA they haven't had the All Star game yet. Like what is there to do in Portland? Like it's it's not a the city is not really that has a big attractions as versus a city like Chicago or L A or New York. Like it's just it don't have that type of star power name itself and. That's gonna be his downfall, if you ask me. Now, uh, I I expect a lot of adjustments to be made tonight, and the Lakers to pull through and realistically win this series. But I don't feel like that game should have been lost. That's just me. But hey, moving on. Let's take it back. Let's get to this hip hop thing now. Um, in Chirac, you know. I follow Chirac since the beginning, since 2012, and still check in now to see what you know what artists I like of this new generation. King Von is one. Um, Polo G, you know, um, there's some guys in there. You know, I like uh, Rico Reckless. There's guys I like in this Chicago thing right now. Um, the Chicago trilogy, you know, Dirk. He just hopped on, probably one of the biggest songs of his career with Drake, and that's number one. And I think. That goal, I think that right there should be like a lesson to you know everybody in Chirac that you know you put in time and hard work and dedication over the years, then it will be rewarded with some success, no matter where you come from, how it is, or whatever. Like, I think that's a good move for Chirac right there. That's a big move, and that's something everybody should be proud of for Lil Dirk and everybody that's been a fan since you know the first sign to the streets like me. And life ain't no joke, so that's cool. Just but on the negative side, as you all know, FBG Duck was shot and murdered in downtown Chicago after shopping. And he 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 you know, he I I have mixed emotions about FBG Duck. Because as a former artist standpoint, I I really don't get his message. One time He's doing positive stuff with Chicago legends and trying to kind of seem like bridge the gap and show growth as far as the, you know, what was it, 300 JoJo World and all that. Like, sound like he was trying to show growth and bring peace between that. Then he drops a song like Dead Bitches and Diss the Dead and all that song. I don't really, I don't know if it was for clout or whatever, but if you, t- if you, if you, want to know why he's dead and what song particularly did it would be Dead Bitches. Now, Dead Bitches, if you don't follow uh, Chicago, Chirac, the lingo and all this, basically the what Gangster Disciples and, well, growth and development is now what they call it, but GDs versus BDs, that is their bloods versus Crips, like how everything else is outside of that and that's big over there 
And he basically made a song dissing some dead BDs and stuff like that. And it was just a very disrespectful song. Now, he over the years, him and 600 Breezy, who was 600 and is, you know, on that type time and still Chirac, um, they have had different type of, like, they had worries over the years, over GPS and locations in Atlanta and different disputes, Twitter and all that. So, uh, two weeks prior to FBG's duck shooting, 600 Breezy had already recorded and was shooting a video for his diss. Now, when he hears that he is dead and got shot and all that, in his mind, that's the perfect time to release the diss. And basically, in the song, he's basically a prophet and saying that this song gonna get you shot and all this and very disrespectful. Now, this would be viewed as disrespectful in the eyes of somebody, any other artist, if they're not from Chirac. But Chirac, this is definitely up their alley. They're the most disrespectful guys. And, I mean, this beef, I don't think this beef will ever be squashed. There's too many, too many um, lives that have been lost behind this. And it's just been, I don't think no peace treaty or nothing will solve all the people that have been lost and all the disrespectful things people have said about people who got lost on both sides. So I don't think it'll never be no peace. And this just really confirms it. It's a it's a never-ending cycle when you look at Chirac and their artists. But one thing I can't lie about, I know, you know, this song was, you know, he could have released. He sh If you look at it, on his Instagram, he has that Houston Rockets Lajuan retro jersey, the black one, and the video. And two weeks prior to that, you know, that's when he shot, like, took the, took those pictures on Instagram. So, you know, he shot the video two weeks prior to the shooting and recorded probably before all that. But it's actually 600 Breezy is probably in his bag now. This song probably put him in a different, like, bag because... Before this, you know, he's probably caught up in the Hollywood Lou Rawls thing, and I think he's got back in his element. Now, Chicago, I've heard a lot of, I watched a lot of interviews and said this. A death of an artist in Chicago is not nothing new because people die every day. So just because FBG Duck died, it's not like, you know, you feel me, stuff won't stop and all that. And that's sad, but it should be the other way. Now, how I'm going to end this, I'm going to be on this Kodak Black versus NBA Youngboy. I know how you wondering, how do they have a beef and Kodak Black is incarcerated. But I probably won't get out until 2020, um, 2022. So um, I was thinking about um, this has always been, they have always been a robbery and not on no rap beef type of thing. And a lot of people, you know, they try to, now since this thing is happening, they try to go through their songs and think a time they could have been dissing at each other. But you know, a lot of times rappers talk in general, but people think that they're talking about another rapper. And those guys happen to do that a lot. So people be trying to put the pieces together and figure out, like, oh, they talking about each other in that song and all that. No. The reason that they have a thing is because Kodak has a, a big following. And NBA Youngboy obviously has a huge following. And... It's like they going head to head to see like who's who's the next, you know, person. Like who's the guy who's really the guy of the new school. And a lot of people think it's Kodak Blight. And that's how them people Florida say his name. It's Kodak Blight. But 
this whole thing is funny to me. And it all started Kodak Black saying via Instagram. And a lot of people wondering how the hell can he post on Instagram. But he's saying that NBA Youngboy cooperated. And Youngboy would react in a, in a, in a way only NBA Youngboy can do. And NBA Youngboy, that's, that's the death, that's the perfect reaction that you could get from him. And everybody know what I'm talking about and how he responded. And this whole thing has been a thing and, you know, Jack Boy and, you know, certain guys are getting involved. Um, NBA Youngboy affiliate on um, what, Baby Joe or something like that. So, I'm seeing how this thing could play out. Now, I don't want it to go that route, but I mean, like I said, these two have always been pitted against each other when, before this even happened, because of fans, and NBA YoungBoy fans, they they are a bunch of stands, bro. They are stands at the part at the point of that that he can do no wrong in their eyes. Like everything he makes is a hit. Everything he has is hot. Like, as an artist, that's impossible. And every time something like this happens, a lot of people get scared and say, R.I.P. Young Boy, R.I.P. Kodak, and all this thing. Like, bro, they need to stop wishing death on people, man. That's not cool at all. It's really not. But. It's just what goes on in this rap game, man. And these guys, they I think they should go about this in a different way than everybody expecting, which would be the mature adults thing to do. But I mean, these guys are I don't know, man. They just they just too wild niggas and you never know what's gonna come from anything with them and all that. So I mean if you watching their post about each other and how Kodak <laughs> how Kodak responded on Instagram he's in jail I don't understand like how this nigga um, is down like making Instagram posts and he's supposed to be in prison but like I don't understand that bro. but I mean it's happening and I mean it is what it is but um if you think about it I never want to see nothing go bad between you know, two black artists from wherever. So I don't really try to condone that it is rap beef being anything more than rap beef. If it's beef for whatever reason, I would like to think rappers come from a lot of hard struggling type shit. I mean, some didn't, but for the most part, a lot of rappers come from nothing. So if you come from that type of lifestyle, why would you make millions and some point billions of dollars to still handle it like you did in the streets? I mean, rapping is your profession. I mean, Keep it rap and just keep it rap beef and y'all make diss songs and see who win what like who wins round one and who ultimately won the whole beef slash war. I mean, that's the way you handle rap beef. But I mean, with these guys, man, everybody knows the type of time they be on, and so that's that. That's the last um episode. I mean, it's the last uh, segment of the episode. I'm gonna end it like this. I'm about to get back to my loving beautiful girlfriend um so yeah that's that shout out to my spotify listenership 
um, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts got the highest percentage. So thanks everybody that listened on Apple Podcasts as well as any other platform they listen to, listen to it on. And like that, we're clocking out episode 72. Everybody, I hope everything is good with everybody in North Carolina. Um, much love. And we out like that. <laughs>